Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brienne, and we're here to make your wedding planning a piece, piece of, of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day and wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece of cake. Last episode, we talked about all the ceremony activities, but we pretty much glazed over a big topic, which was toasts. So today, we're going to dive deep into toasts because we really, really love them, and we'll tell you why. We'll start the episode off with some advice for the bride and groom of things to think about and plan for with the toasts at your wedding. So as the bride and groom, you need to establish who is giving the toasts. Number one, it's probably going to be the bridal party. Usually, it's pretty standard for the best man and the maid of honor to give toasts, but obviously that's up to you. And you need to make sure that if you do want them to give toasts, that you let them know that so that they can prepare. And also, you can extend that to your whole bridal party or just a few key people from your bridal party. But just make sure that if you are inviting your whole bridal party to do it, that you get clear answers on who is or isn't going to give toasts so that you have a list of names and you can put them in order and give that to your DJ and for your coordinator. Yep. So further than the bridal party, will any family members be speaking? It's pretty traditional for the fathers to say something. You know, this might be both the parents as well, but in this case, it's just very important to communicate with your family if you're planning to have them speak. So, for example, at my wedding, my father-in-law was not aware that he was supposed to be speaking. (laughs) My bad. And so they called him up and gave him the mic, and he threw together a nice little toast. But he was like, oops, didn't prepare anything. I didn't know I would be talking. So if you do have expectations for certain family members that you would like to speak, just make sure you communicate with them. And, again, back to you need to communicate that with your DJ slash and or coordinator as well. And it's usually common for the bride and groom to give a toast or just say a little something at the end of the toasts. It's not an official toast. It's just a thank you for all the guests for being there, just kind of wrapping up the toast. Right. Don't prepare an official toast for your own wedding because that's just weird. Yeah. But (laughs) do thank everyone for for their toasts and for coming and all of that good stuff. Yep. Further than that, will anyone else be speaking? (laughs) Our recommendation in general is to keep the speech list minimal and keep it exclusive. And specifically, we do not recommend opening up speeches to the floor because your crazy aunt will come up and take over and nobody wants that. No. So yeah, keep it to those couple of good speeches from your bridal party or your parents. And if you do have a few other people that aren't on your bridal party, like that's fine too. But just it's a really good idea to have a list and have communicated with all those people ahead of time and then get that list 
in the order that you want them to speak to your DJ. Yep. And again, it's just so important to communicate this with your DJ. Let him know that you are not opening up the floor for speeches, that it is not okay for him to let your random family member come up and talk. Right. Only the people on that list get to talk. (laughs) And he can really facilitate that by saying, okay, next, Ashley is coming up and then father of the bride and that's all the toasts, everybody. Yep. Turn on a song and now we're dancing. Yep. And it's also a good idea on that list to put the relationship of the people Mm. so that he can announce that, say, like, Ashley, bridesmaid, or Dan, brother of the groom, or whatever, (laughs) just as a good introduction, because a lot of people might not know the relationship of the people who are speaking. Yeah, that's a good point. And that brings us to some more toast logistics. We do love logistics. We do. Okay, so first, will you be doing a champagne toast? This is something to consider and to coordinate with your venue slash bartender slash caterer, whoever would be helping out with that in your situation. I think a champagne toast done well is really nice, but also there are a lot of logistics that go into getting all the bottles popped and poured and getting them passed out or having your guests pick them up or however you're going to do it. So just make sure you're talking with the people at your venue about that and how they will facilitate it if it's something that you want. And I am maybe very picky on this, but champagne needs to be cold. Make sure if that's important to you that you communicate that to your venue people because nobody wants lukewarm champagne. True. If you're not doing a champagne toast, just make sure that everyone has a drink in their hand and has a chance to go get a refill if they need one. So just make sure your bar is open ahead of time, that you give an announcement a few minutes before the toast to let everyone know that they should go get a new drink beforehand, that toasts are coming up, just so that everyone has something to toast with. Mm -hmm. And at the very minimum, hopefully there's glasses of water on the table that people could toast with. Right. A toast is awkward if you don't have anything in your hand. Right. (laughs) Okay. Another logistic is making sure that there are microphones for the toast, if that's going to be a thing. So that's a really good thing to be communicating with your DJ about beforehand when you have consultations. It's a great question to ask him. Do you bring microphones? How many do you bring? It's good to know how many because sometimes people might be doing speeches together and you want to know if there's just one mic they have to share or if he's got multiple microphones up there. And we really, really highly recommend having microphones. (laughs) Your DJ or your venue sometimes can provide them. But it's just, it's really not fun to be at a wedding when people are talking and you really can't hear what they're saying. Definitely. It's good to have. Also, it's really nice if you can get an idea of where people will stand when they're giving their toasts and where you will be in relation to that. So you'll have your head table set up, but are the people going to stand in front of the head table, behind the head table? Is there a stage maybe or in the middle of the dance floor? Just kind of figure out where the layout is and where the DJ set up and that sort of thing so you can figure out the best place for people to stand for toasts so they can see them and hear them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that your venue staff should have a good idea of because they do weddings there and they've seen the different things people have done. So You can hopefully go to them and get some advice on what setup works best. All right, brides and grooms, now you get to take a step back and relax because the rest of the episode is geared towards the bridal party or anyone else who will be giving the toasts. 
Okay, so what makes a good toast? First of all, relatively short toasts are great. <laughs> that is key. No matter how fantastic a speaker you are, no one wants to listen to you talk forever. This is true. <laughs> the average length of a toast is about three to five minutes, but we <laughs> recommend staying on the shorter end of this range. Next is we recommend not staring at your note cards or your phone. I think best case scenario is that you have your speech memorized or you're just kind of up there talking from the heart about some talking points you've thought through rather than reading off of your notes or phone. But if you know yourself and you know you need something up there with you, we do recommend doing paper or note cards over having a phone. Maybe we're old-fashioned here. <laughs> I know so many people do the phone thing nowadays, but I just don't think it looks great up it there. It doesn't look great. I was just at a wedding recently, and there was a bridesmaid using her phone, and her speech was pretty good, and she had some great stories and whatever, but she was doing it on her phone, and it kept getting locked out and so she'd have to like try to type in her password and it didn't work and then she, when she got back in she had to kept scrolling back down through her notes and it was just awkward and so she had these awkward pauses and she like kind of tried to play it off funny but after like the third time it happened it was not funny anymore and it's just not good so i can't just don't I'm, do it just no. don't do it no i'm literally cringing over here <laughs> while was, you tell the story awkward. not good also make sure you talk loudly enough this will sort of have to do with if you have a mic or not and the levels of the microphone. But if you do have a mic, just make sure you're positioning it correctly. Don't put it in your mouth. Don't hold it like so far away that it's not effective. And if you don't have a mic, just make sure that you're projecting your voice. It gets pretty awkward if half the people in the room can't hear because they're just not engaged and nobody cares. And yeah. And the speeches seem really long. <laughs> <laughs> Practice. This is so important. Just practice, especially if you know you don't love public speaking or you get nervous in front of people. Give your speech to somebody else beforehand, other members of the bridal party or your family. Just practice. And you don't have to memorize every word of the speech, but just have a few talking points in mind that you can practice ahead mm -hmm. of time just so you are not awkwardly up there and get stuck on what to say. Mm -hmm. I think there is a good middle ground there of not being too practiced, but not being completely unpracticed where like, you do know your talking points, but you can kind of expand on them and play off of the crowd and have a good time while mm -hmm. you're up there. Kind of how we approach the podcast. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you also want to try to handle your emotions. So like, if you know that you're going to cry up in front of everyone, like you're a really emotional person. Be prepared and try to push through it. Or again, practice. If you practice ahead of time, that can help a lot. Everyone is emotional that day. It's just one of those emotional days in life. <laughs> and showing emotion during your speech is great and meaningful, but it gets pretty awkward if you're just up there crying and you can't even get through your speech because of <laughs> too much emotion. So just make sure you have a good balance. And if you can't get any words out because you're trying too hard, maybe reconsider giving a speech or just <laughs> make sure you practice ahead of time and try to handle that. Definitely. Next is to make sure to address both the bride and groom and the audience. So don't stand up there, face the bride and groom, and literally just talk straight at them. You want to make sure you address your audience as well so people are engaged and, again, not bored and it's not awkward. 
My husband's favorite advice is stay sober enough until after your speech. He gave this advice to his best man because he was a little bit worried about it. <laughs> Just have to get through your speech and then you can get on to more drinking afterwards. <laughs> okay, next and some of our favorite advice is to be creative. And there's lots of ways you can do this. And we're going to dig in a little bit more on this later. But these are things like read or write a poem. Sing a song. Quote movies. Include pictures or slideshow, which you might have to consider logistics of the venue on that. Mm -hmm. Or give a joint speech with some of the other bridal party members. And now we're going to give you just some good, solid elements of a speech. So this is actual things that you could say and talk about throughout your speech. If you're sitting down and you're like, I literally have no idea what to talk about. This is like back to your old English classes in school. <laughs> literally. Okay, so our first piece of advice is start with an attention getter. I hope you guys are all giving me a big eye roll right now, but it's real. So start with something like a quote or an anecdote or like the stereotypical Webster's Dictionary defines love as, you know, you don't have to be that lame or cheesy, but start with something cutesy like that, grab the audience's attention, tell a fun story, whatever it might be. Yep. And then make sure you introduce yourself and talk about how you know the bride and groom. Talk about your first impressions and how you met. If you are a bridesmaid, for example, make sure to mention the groom too, even if you're not that close to him and vice versa. Like you could mention your first impression of him or like a story about the first time the bride talked about when they met, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Like you're obviously best friends with the bride, but you still need to bring in the groom because it's a day about them. It's not just a day about your friendship. Right. Next advice is you can tell a funny story about the bride or groom or both. On this note, just make sure to consider if it's generally appropriate and think about the audience that'll be there. You can definitely mention an inside joke. That's always kind of fun. But don't do too many so that the audience is sitting out there thinking, I have no idea what they're talking about. This is cool. So, you know, a couple here and there are funny, but don't do the whole speech of inside jokes that nobody gets. You can also pick on the bride and groom a little bit, but make sure to bring it back and end on a positive note. This is supposed to be a toast, not a roast. And then after you've said all of these fun things and when you're kind of wrapping up your toast, make sure to thank them for allowing you to be in their wedding. And you can always wish them a lifetime of happiness. It's very nice. And then literally, don't forget to say cheers and actually raise your glass and toast. And at the beginning, make sure you bring it up with you because I often forget this at weddings. <laughs> I did forget this at your wedding yeah. and then just kind of raised my hand at the end. Yeah, it happens. You get caught up in the moment, <laughs> go up there, and then you forget to bring your glass. It's supposed to be a toast. <laughs> but it is really awkward if the person giving the toast doesn't do that at the end because people are just sitting there waiting, yeah, waiting with their to glass. like toast and then there's nothing to it doesn't toast it doesn't really happen. end it's, yeah <laughs> so end it with the toast in our episode about toast the advice we're giving is to give the toast give a toast mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> end your speech with a toast that's the advice <laughs> all right and now we have some advice on things not to do so kind of on the flip side of a lot of the things we said above just to recap don't stare at your notes. Don't mumble. Don't ramble. 
don't be mean and don't cry too much. Don't make sexual or inappropriate jokes. You know, like some kind of funny things are okay, but don't go too far. Yeah, we don't want anybody's grandma having a cow out in the audience. Yeah. So we both each have examples of toasts we've heard or heard about that just didn't really hit home or were kind of awkward. My example, and this is a really touchy subject, so bear with me, but Bridesmaid was giving a toast and said that she was going through a really tough time in her life and considered taking her own life and that this friend was there for her. Um, And that's an amazing, touching story. But I don't know if a wedding is the right time to talk about something like that. So I would honestly say just keep it a little bit lighter and maybe share something like that with the bride personally. But for toasts, kind of stay light and cheery. Yeah. And my example was just this girl didn't seem like she had practiced a lot. So she was a little bit more rambly. And then her toast just got a little bit awkward because she just it's like, oh, I always admired the bride. She just seemed like she was always a really fun, popular girl, and I wasn't. So I was just kind of looked up to her, and I really thank you for just letting me follow you around growing up. And it's just been nice to be in your shadow. And it was just kind of an awkward toast. Yeah, it sounds like she was jealous. Yeah. or So, I don't know. One that could have, I think, been better if she had just practiced and had a, a few talking points more than just kind of rambling and she had gone after a few other bridesmaids so I think she might have been trying to set herself apart and not repeat some of the things that were already said so again just practice have a few good talking points yeah now our favorite part (laughs) everything's our favorite yep the favorite part of this episode (laughs) is our own toasts First, let me caveat this section by saying, in no way do we expect everyone to do this. Are we telling you you need to do this? And brides don't expect this, but it's pretty fun. Yes. So what we did, and this started with Brienne's wedding, our other bridesmaid, Katie and I kind of came up with the idea and we ended up doing a group toast that was a song and we took one of the bride's favorite song or song by their favorite artist. And we wrote a song about the bride and groom and sang it for our toast. <laughs> so this was so amazing. And they did this for my wedding first and I was totally not expecting it. And it just blew me away. I will make sure to post some of the pictures of my reaction <laughs> yes. to it. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. And the crowd loved it. So for example, some of the songs we did for mine, you guys did Taylor Swift because if you guys don't know, T-Swift is my fave. I think I already mentioned that it was also our wedding song. I named my cat after her, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did the song 22, which was super fun. And then for Katie's wedding, her very favorite artist in the whole world and the person she would have married if it wasn't <laughs> Kyle was Blake Shelton. So we picked a song by him and did Redneck. Because it was one of his only fast songs. Yeah, pretty much. And then for Emily's wedding, this one might sound random to you, but it's not random to us. We did Sold by John Michael Montgomery. This is one of Emily's favorite songs, and we have some really good memories with this song going country swing dancing at Idaho when we were in college. Yep, it was so good. So now we will play you some examples from our toast so you can get a feel for it and also because we love them and we're very proud of them yep (laughs) we will also post 
some more of these clips or videos or pictures on our social media. So if you're not interested in this at all, totally cool. Skip forward to our three key ingredients. But if you are interested in trying to write a song for your toast, we'll walk you through some of the steps. First, figure out your song. Very important. Mm -hmm. It's easiest if you think about the bride and groom's favorite artists or songs that are currently catchy and have an easy tune that you can sing to. Some that don't really have crazy high notes or low notes that are hard to sing if you don't think you can hit those. <laughs> um, and don't pick one that's too long. We did, on one of our songs, cut out a verse. You Then you have to go through the whole editing process, mm -hmm. and that makes it a little difficult. So just make it easy on yourself. So once you've chosen your song and you're sitting down about to write your lyrics, one really helpful thing you can do is making a list of everything you know about the bride and groom. 
so that you have some material to work with. So these are things like how they met. Where they went to school. Any vacations or fun things they've done. Their pets. Where they live. Any hobbies. And how they got engaged. Always a fun thing to include. Mm-hmm. And then make sure you start early because actually writing the song can take some time. And one method that we used to actually write out the song was to print the lyrics of the real song with blank lines between it and then write out your new lyrics on those lines so you can get the right number of syllables and verses and lines. Mm -hmm. And then if you can, try to follow sort of the same rhyme pattern as the actual song. And some helpful tools are a thesaurus and a rhyming dictionary. So helpful. Those will be your best friend through this process. Mm -hmm. And then practice. Again, practice. So helpful. (laughs) We sing with a group. So practice with that group. In a lot of cases, we weren't in the same city as the group that we were supposed to sing the song with. So we would sing it over the phone or a couple of us would record it and send it to the one who wasn't there and so that they could practice on their own with a recording so that when we finally got together which was only going to be like a few days before the wedding we'd had a little bit more practice mm-hmm. and then if possible practice on that morning at the actual venue and even like on the stage with the mic if you happen to get a chance to do that yep. so as you've heard there are a lot of fun ways you can do toasts And that'll bring us to our three key ingredients that will make planning for and giving toasts a piece of cake. Number one, be creative, write a poem, tell a funny story, sing a song. And number two, simply practice. Number three, end your speech with an actual toast. Cheers. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning. Or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece piece of of cake. cake.